Sam spent 30 days training with boom mics in the Himalayas. <laughs> Max wired 30,000 electrical volts into his voice recorder <laughs> app. <laughs> Adam started his very own bike podcast. <laughs> and Luke is still fucking around. Welcome back to the boys! <laughs> It's We're season back. two, baby! We are back at it, and I am excited, and I don't know if I'll actually use that intro. <laughs> my name, as always, is Luke, and again, I'm joined by my three favorite people, and I would hope to God they're your three favorite people at this point. Max is flexing in the camera. His bicep is bulging. It's Max Simonetta, boy. What are you doing? I love you, Ben. After a long hiatus, I have been extremely good. I am very excited to be back for season two of the Book of Boys. <laughs> we yeeted the yeetus, dude. <laughs> it actually wasn't that much of a hiatus after the bonus episode. It's true. It's true. Right, yeah. When did we when when did the last one finish? Like March, early March? Yeah, yeah. Well, so I had I had this realization, guys. Like it's it's basically a year since we finished our very first book club book together. When Max mm-hmm. Sam and I read Hundred Years of Solitude. Adam Adam got inducted. Oh, that one doesn't he, count though. That one doesn't count. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it was the induction, the start of a beautiful thing, you know. And then we had to go through like the whole ritual with getting Adam in there later, but it's literally like been just then i bounced out for a hot sec and then i was yeah well back. to be fair we did kind of scare you off with that one, so. <laughs> a little bit a little bit. but but guys how you been what have you been up to tell our tell our beautiful listeners what is new in all of your lives who's going first me i'm in a new house baby mm-hmm. we're talking athmar park denver and I have lots of yard. <laughs> Haven't seen it yet. Lots of yard. <laughs> We're talking yeah, yard. Of, oh, yeah, I didn't hear We're, talking We're talking landscaping. Yeah. We're yeah. talking new floors, baby. <laughs> yeah. I've done a lot of landscaping, done a lot of like smelling the floors. I didn't do the floors, but I smelled them. <laughs> 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 Opened all the windows, let those let those fumes out of here. But mm. I'm I'm now giving you the the glorious ear hole experience of the room that is specifically designed for podcasting and band practice aka the man cave aka the man cave. i can decorate it how i want it i won't get mad at how eclectic and disorganized <laughs> it is <laughs> aka Which, it's a junk drawer but it's a room <laughs> a giant room that is a junk <laughs> slash memory drawer no she she said she was like this is such a Sam room. It's just like a bunch of things that you just really like, just kind of like around. <laughs> that's that's what it should be. That's exactly my room. It's yeah. just like shit that I like on the wall, shit that I like, you know, little knickknacks I like. Yeah, exactly. And then like a big yeah. drum kit and several guitars as well. Oh, yeah. Um, Hell but yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's super exciting. It's been a lot of work and we're still not fully moved out of the old place so we don't have like a colander so i was trying to make like some mashed potatoes and i couldn't strain those babies because the colander's at the old apartment dude my grandparents would be rolling over 
like in their graves if they like thought I didn't have a colander. Like, <laughs> yeah. My my Italian family, like that's the first thing you move over, dude. They're like, how oh, you gonna cook in a pasta? <laughs> I thought that was called a strainer. I was either, about to Google colander. Either or, it's the same thing. <laughs> okay. Cool. This is why this is why we need home ec in school still, everybody. It's just a PSA. <laughs> PSA. But yeah, that's pretty much me. I still know how to use one, even though I don't know its, you know, Latin name. <laughs> Colindus Magnumus. <laughs> Go to the forum to use your colander. <laughs> oh my god. Well, Max, what have you been up to, dude? You've had some pretty major life changes, too. Yeah, I got a job, so mm. I'm actually working, which is... Ooh. Yep. Can't believe no. it. Not sucking the tea to the government anymore. For those that did not know, I was partially employed for most of the, well, the whole first podcast that we did. Um, and now I'm working good old 40 hour work week, feeling great. I've got tons of free time now to just enjoy life. You bought a um, lunchbox? I bought a lunchbox. It's true. Uh, but uh, it's, it's been good. It's, it's the first job I've had where I'm outside all the time and I'm replacing electrical meters throughout the city of Missoula. So I'm out there in the hot sun, sweating just really earning my dollar and then i'm coming home and i'm reading books with the fellas so it's been well, it's been pretty dude, solid you, for, you forgot to mention the most important and also coincidentally the sexiest part about your new job and that's uh that's that you're one of the big them big hot union oh, boys now. that's right oh I'm my god let's go part of the ibew chapter 44 the international brotherhood of electrical workers <laughs> i'm part of the butte chapter which 44 strong i've got a sticker and everything and Man, our sticker is pretty sick. I sent a Snapchat of one of the stickers that I found on a truck in the neighborhood. Oh, that was (laughs) It's like a little fist with like a... It's kind of like the Gonzo fist, throwback to last season. But instead of like a peyote pill, it's just like a little... What is it? Like a wrench or something? It's like a little lightning bolt, I think. Oh, yeah. It's like hanging on to to the lightning bolt. I'd have to go look at it. Like Thor himself. That's you, Max. (laughs) Which, listen, you do not do if you work with electricity. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's exactly inside the type joke. of thing the union wants you to avoid <laughs> exactly it's the type of joke you'd understand if you're in the union so <laughs> oh sorry yeah that's my bad i'm just i'm just one of them worker bees that gets taken advantage of all the time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, adam how about you dude what's up uh well i didn't get a job but um it looks like the knicks are gonna make the playoffs so that's nice. that's what's <laughs> I'm pretty fucking hype about Honestly, it. Um, the most wild but news I am, maybe ever. It's the most wild news of the year. Like, <laughs> um, but if you want to, you know, about me, um, I, I, have, I don't have a job. I wouldn't call this a job, but I just, you know, I do deliveries on my bike when I want to through one of, you know, like those those apps. Um, and I'm just like the worst at it in the world. It's, it's pretty great. Um <laughs> So far, so far, I've dropped my phone in the middle of, you know, downtown Denver, just like in the middle of 19th Street. Um, <laughs> I've also, well, I'll, I guess I'll just tell this little story real quick. Um, I was on my way to drop off this order. I think it was like a salad or something, super, whatever it was, it was super lightweight. I had it in like the little plastic milk crate on the back of my bike. I hit this nasty bump and I'm like, oh, whoa, like hope I don't get a flat, but I don't really think about it. Then I move on, you know, a couple more blocks. I'm at the apartment. I put my bike up against the rack and I realize, oh, shit, the food's no longer in my little milk crate. (laughs) 
and I have one of those moments of like, wait, is this really happening? And then like I like look look in the milk crate a second time. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, okay, it's definitely not there. Um, <laughs> so I retrace my steps. Um, and I go like, you know, a couple blocks and I see my little brown paper bag in the middle of the street. And I also see a car, like a, just a big old pickup approaching it. And luckily it misses my little, my little paper bag by like, I don't, I don't know how much, but it looked like it was about to hit it, but it didn't. And I delivered the food. I think I got a tip still, That's um, which is miraculous. Yeah, I was picturing the end of that story to be like this huge truck came by and I watched as the salad just exploded the, yeah. the entire street. Oh my god! So I'm glad oh, I no, that. unfortunately. Yeah, I love. Um, so yeah, I'm just I'm just the worst um, bike delivery guy in Denver, and it's going great. I'm making great money. <laughs> Don't make it that money, baby. Yeah, they still pay me, even though I suck. <laughs> I, dude, I, li- I love the moment of, like, it's just so shocking. You're like, is this really happening, though? Like, is this really what's going on? Yeah, like, I, think- yeah, I almost, like, I was, like, I wanted to look underneath something, but there was nothing to, to like, you know, <laughs> peek underneath. Like, it was just it's just a plastic crate. <laughs> I must have already removed it from the crate. Like, it must be next to me or something. It's just fucking gone. Yeah. yeah. That was, like, had- dude, the... Go ahead, oh, Simon. Oh, I had one of those moments where I was borrowing the work truck that, like, you know, is a bit of a privilege, and I had parked it out on the street in, at my old apartment, which is kind of, like, a sketchy place anyway. But I, like, started – it was a snowy day, and I started up the car. It was running. I oh, opened no. up the door and, like, start to scrape the window, and then I go to get back in the car, and the door is just locked. And I'm like – No! Is, I was like, so like, Adam, I was like – is this really happening right now? It's like six fifteen in the morning. I'm like, oh dude. my god! Oh my god! I'm just like bro. full panic mode. Just like call my like media boss, and he's like, I don't know. Call the big boss. I'm like, oh god! Oh my god! <laughs> but luckily, happened? luckily the bigger boss is like he said that he had done that before. So he like drove oh. by. And he was like, you're going. I'd like the spare key. Just like hit the unlock button. That's like, so funny. How did this even happen? Like the car is on. What kind of car just like locks <laughs> itself when it's in park on? I'm like, what? That's so funny. Yeah, it was, it was bad. So I was like an hour late to work. <laughs> so, Jesus yeah. Christ! With the truck, like, sorry yeah. boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Whoopsie the, the shame walk into work too. Just like, yeah, hey, that's what's so up? Funny. Hey, sorry. <laughs> I, yeah, had... I know this is like DIA and a kind of a government job and stuff. <laughs> this is like, a little bit of a bigger like, I know that that hour I missed is like $50. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a very similar situation where we basically replace, we've been replacing just the meters in houses. So we can do like 35 meters in a day. You know, each house, it takes you maybe like eight minutes to do. And a very, very important part of the job is having a Sharpie to like write down what the read is on the on the fucking meter and then you have to like use your sharpie to write all of the meter information on the boxes so that the warehouse can like sort them and the first house i go to i do the meter use my sharpie fill things out put it in my shirt pocket go to the next house do the meter finish the meter and then i go to write on the cover of it and i can't find my sharpie this is in a trailer park so the other house is like literally like 15 feet from me i spent like 
almost 25 minutes just staring into the grass like i can't not have the sharpie for the rest of the day or my life is gonna be so terrible i just never found it and so i like just borrowed one of my coworkers sharpies for like the meters that needed it and then every single time i would like go to a meter i'd go back and give him the sharpie and then we'd just like go back to our streets and just like meet back up it was so terrible oh, you guys I was just, like, like work in teams we just for the training we were we were oh. in teams but like yeah man it was just one of those things where i was like oh it, it's a sharpie like has a black cap like it's silver i should be able to find it in this grass and i just retraced my che- my steps like five times just could not find it it was like yeah it was like 905 in the morning like right <laughs> when we like got out of the truck first house and i just lost a very important tool for my day and i was like oh my god <laughs> dude that's so like fucking terrible. so i I, I got a new phone recently, right? And it's uh it's one of them new phones that it doesn't it doesn't have a, a fucking aux jack, right? It doesn't have a headphone oh, yeah. jack. So I I'm, I'm familiar. What what's up? I'm familiar, I said. Yeah, so so like I normally when I'm like going to sleep or something, I'll like listen to something and I like just plug in my little headphones, whatever. But moral of the story is I have to pick up a lot of dog poop because we have two big dogs. Right, and I know it's a weird transition to make going from watching videos Big in poop bed scooper. to be in the pooper scooper. You're, you're yeah, watching no. a video in bed, and you're like, "Oh, there's a big old dump out there." I got to take care of it. Walking with my flashlight. <laughs> no, but um, so when I do yard work, obviously I like to listen to podcasts, like the book club boys. Shout out, um, shout out to our own shout podcast. Out shout out to us right shout now. Out to us. Hey, if you don't know about the book club boys, they're really. <laughs> Would recommend. <laughs> Would totally oh recommend. Um, and and I was using some of my like I have like wireless headphones like Bluetooth headphones for working out right and my ears are a really fucking weird shape I don't know why dude I cannot find in ear headphones that actually stick so like if I'm ever doing cardio God forbid right and like I'm running that shit it pops out all the time or if I'm doing like crunches also God forbid that shit pops out all the time this is why I basically just do you know glory muscles like that's all that's the reason why I'm just curling all the time because like, curls are easy my head will stay still but so I've had like 30 or 40 different experiences where I'll be working, I'll be grinding, you know, listening to my podcast, pulling weeds or picking up poop or whatever. And one of the headphones pops out. And every time it's like the worst fucking feeling in my life. Cause I'm like, you can't use just one of the Bluetooth headphones. And it's always my left ear, which is the one that actually pairs. So that's so fucking terrible. So yeah, I just, long story short, been there and I've had to like, basically get down on my hands and knees trying not to like put my hands or knees or feet into dog poop and like not (laughs) not also try not to like step or push the headphone that i know is around there somewhere into more dog that's so funny (laughs) it's just like it smells bad and i'm sweaty and it's gross outside and the dogs are out there thinking i'm trying to play with them and i'm just like that's my life is a nightmare yeah that's the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life i think so (laughs) just sweaty like starting to tear up like please please (laughs) please i just want to listen to this history podcast about world war one it's six hours long (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. They make podcasts that long. Yeah, yeah Dan, Dan Carlin. Carlin bro. Yeah. Shout out to my boy Dan Carlin. I know he's our number one fan apart from Karen. Yeah. He's our uh, closest connection. Shout out to Karen. Karen. Shout out number Karen. one fan. She's got the title. Anyone anyone who wants to try and attempt to take the title, you're gonna have to yeah. You have to challenge her. Yeah, you're gonna have to listen to every single episode of the book called Boys. Yeah, all five of them. I just know I just know when my mom listens to this episode, the I'm gonna hear belt. it, dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna hear it for that one because <laughs> literally day one she was like, I'm I'm getting this fucking book and I'm gonna read the shit out of this book. I'm gonna love your podcast. And it's just That's like every so episode. Funny. She's one of like the first three people to listen. Yeah, yeah. That's how my dad shout is. Out, shout out Mary Lou then. Shout out Mary Lou. <laughs> Literally the parents just coming in so clutch coming in so clutch well boys it's been fun catching up but you know we are we are professional <laughs> podcasters and we do have a job here <laughs> so, yeah this is our job that we all get paid to do so <laughs> yes that we all get paid uh, just exorbitant so much money that it feel, it looks like it's a zero it, but trust me it's not a zero. I did, so much I money in hearts I paid my book called Boys Union Dues, so we better get nice. down to okay. work. Good, yeah, good, the book good, called good, Boys good, Union good. Dues is ordering the book. So, <laughs> <laughs> so boy, were they stupid. So we made this announcement in the bonus episode, right? But we figured that we would remake the announcement and also mirror what we did in the first season, which is give us an intro to the new book that we're going to be reading and the new book that we have chosen. If you have been living under a rock, because you know millions of people. Have been talking about it on Twitter for you know the last week since it came out. It's what they call trending. It's a, yeah, it's a little thing called trending. You know, it's up there with Dogecoin all the time when it trends. So, <laughs> drum roll, please. <laughs> Salman Rushdie's Midnight's Children is the next book that we are going to be reading. And just like for Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, we're going to do kind of a quick breakdown, kind of try and sell you on the book because we're excited, man. At least I am. Yeah, I guess I can't really speak for the other boys, but I'm really I'll fucking allow excited. It. I'm in, I'm in this moment, I'll allow it. I am also excited, Luke. Yeah, and <laughs> and I'm I, one of the reasons I'm really excited about this book is it brings us back to to magical realism, and uh, that's a, just a type of book where it there's a lot of magic that's just accepted as like fact in life. I guess is the best way to describe it. It's like a part of the book and. You know, we as you're reading through, all this crazy stuff happens, and it's just treated like as if it's normal because it's just a part of that world. And the the reason that I'm so excited about that is the first book that like Max Sam and I read. This was before Adam joined the book club boys, but obviously we love him. He's the best edition we've ever made. Um, <laughs> so it, the first book that we read was Hundred Years of Solitude, and for me that was probably my, like in my top three favorite books of all time. And it was very heavily based in magical realism, um, and yeah, I'm just I'm just fucking amped up, guys. So let's let's start getting into our little our little breakdown, and we split it up between the four fellas. And I believe Max is gonna tell us about the oh. author first. You're gonna talk yes. to us a little bit about Solomon. I shall tell you about him. Um, so first off, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I would just say what Luke said. Salmon, 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 Salmon Rushdie. Um, Rushdie. <laughs> <laughs> Named after the wild sockeye salmon. No, he, um, <laughs> Salmon, we'll go with that. So I went to do some research on the author before this podcast, and I don't know what it was. I think it was just that Fear and Loathing was written by Hunter S. Thompson, who, like, is such a fucking psychopath and also such an interesting, like, human being. <laughs> 
that when I was reading all about him, I was like continually fascinated. Whereas Rushdie was like much more of a traditional just author. And I couldn't find a ton about his personal life that was like anywhere near as interesting as Hunter S. Thompson's. Like (laughs) he really just got like a cool education and has been like, has all of these awards for his writing and has been the head of all these funny, like the British literary fellows association of, of reading and writing and stuff. And it's like, he's the guy. And it's like, all right, that's the, that's the, that's the full Which, name. Yeah. That's a takeaway. The, the international yeah. brotherhood of British authors who do writing and creative yeah. stuff. Literally. And like, he got like knighted by the queen, which is cool, but I don't know. It's just, it doesn't make for quite as, as good um, podcast content as a guy who runs for sheriff on a, on a platform of legalizing all drugs and then like gets mad at Aspen and, hate sidewalks and stuff like that's just better for the podcast that city, that that city. city. That city. um but i'll tell you guys a little bit about about him um he was born in india in 1947 um and then he grew up mostly in the united kingdom um his writing and sort of thinking and his whole i guess focus is um mostly about like the disruptions the connections and the migrations between the Eastern and Western sort of worlds, um, like Eastern and Western civilizations, which I thought was kind of interesting. And I think is part of what drew me personally to this book in the same way that um, 100 Years of Solitude is like South American, South America central. Um, And I kind of am interested to read about a book that's set in India and has a lot of like Eastern Eastern civilization and culture in it. Um, some of the more interesting things I found is that <laughs> he's been married four times and I'm not attaching any judgment to that. It's just was kind of funny. I just <laughs> thought it was a little funny. And like, I think three of the four were like badass writers. So my man is just all about that pensmanship. He's got a tight. <laughs> yeah. He's like all about a woman who can really write a good book. Um, another thing is that he wrote a book called the satanic verses in 1989 that it's basically like I don't know how to describe it really, but it, it it has some like light critiques of like the Islamic religion, and he really got in some trouble from some very angry <laughs> people about it. And uh, there were a couple of actually like assassination attempts made on him um, after that book came out, and. In the early 2000s, he ended up being on Al-Qaeda's, like, hit list for people they want dead for offending, like, the sort of religion. Um, the, the the accusations were blasphemy and a mockery of their faith. Um, so it's kind of funny because, like, like I said, he was very, it was very British, you know. He had, like, lots of accolades, lots of rewards, um, and then also had like some assassination attempts made in his life <laughs> and was like on al-qaeda's hit list and i was like damn this is kind of crazy dude that um, sounds like it sounds like Salman rushdie is just the person that hunter s thompson wishes he was you for sure I mean? yeah yeah he just hangs out like has awards talks about books gets knighted by the queen <laughs> just but it's also stuff. like there's also so edgy he's like you know people like fucking hate him you people know? like want to kill want him dead in the world <laughs> you know for sure um and then kind of like the last thing i found that i thought was kind of interesting was that he's been living in the united states since i think the year 2000 and 
is just really involved in politics and has been a big democratic voter that whole time and there i found a great picture of him and bernie sanders just hanging tough like being buddies so i thought that was kind of funny bernie yeah he's He's very um he's very open about his like political beliefs and stuff oh and one more thing that i think will be probably important for the book is that he um i can't remember what, what the how they described it in wikipedia he was he was born into like a a religious family but he is now like atheist so I'm, I'm wondering like if he'll go into the world of religion at all in the book and if he does we can all think as readers oh this guy's an atheist we're gonna apply our context clues to analyze the book <laughs> oh baby can't wait <laughs> professor Matt. yep not to brag not to brag thanks i'll be tell the queen i'm ready for my knighthood so, <laughs> so that's so, about it for the author for the most part awesome dude well i think this would be a this is probably a good time for either me or adam to go next what do you guys think summary like quick, quick general summary of the book i think that sounds like a good time yeah, it sounds, yeah it i got sounds it good. yeah yeah um yes yeah, so this book is going to take place um so something cool about this book is that like even though it is um like we mentioned magical realism and it's got these like mystical elements um it's very much based in true historical events um, the main ones being um, India's independence from Britain. I don't know if you guys know this, but India was like one of the major colonies of, you know, when, when the Brits were all about that colonization type stuff. That um, empire grind. Back in the day. Yeah. That <laughs> empire grind. Yeah. Just, you know, colonizing the rest just of the world. Just hanging, stealing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then the book, as you know, as well as uh, independence, it's, uh, the Indian independence, the book also takes place during um, the partition of India, which happened shortly after the independence. Um, so it's very much based in like these real historical contexts. And we're going to be like viewing that through the lens of none other than, none other than a protagonist, if you can believe that. <laughs> oh, baby, what? I didn't, Whoa, I didn't study for this. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I don't want to like really spoil anything for you guys, the listener or myself. Be so careful. I don't want to give too many details. Be careful. Here. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's going to be a, a protagonist. Um, they're going to have a name. Um, <laughs> you can tell Adam. Adam spent the most time out of any of us preparing his little bit. That's so you funny. know I I could tell you his name if I wanted to. I just don't want. No, to. No, no, don't do it. Don't um, do it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I think we're just going to like kind of see this world of magical realism through through this kid's lens whoops i feel oh, i already gave away too oh much. my god it's a kid <laughs> it's a kid can confirm i'm gonna google kid spoilers question mark <laughs> so what if i can just hop in on the on the summary thing it seems oh come on i did great no it, you, yeah, did. I, I you did an amazing so. job i would have i would have done this anyway because we should promote it feels him. like okay it seems like this is kind of like a an intellectual Indian version of Forrest Gump to me because what happens throughout the book is we're following this character and he just keeps ending up at these really really important events through India's history uh oh, within nice. the first real history yeah through India's real history through the first 30 years of its independence so so that brings us to the setting which is India and Pakistan <laughs> um during during the time of like it's again like we said the book starts in 1947 um it it begins with two babies being born literally 
at the stroke of midnight when uh, India became an independent country. Um, you know, I know Adams just really didn't want to spoil that huge, huge spoiler <laughs> for us. Um, but you just spoiled it for me. I'm a... <laughs> so, so what happens essentially is we follow like there's it, it, there's like intertwined stories because you know writing and stuff. But India at the time, right in 1947, um, there was obviously like any new independent country or independent area, there was like just a ton of turmoil. You know, in 1948, Mahatma Gandhi was assassinated. Um, the whole di- subdivision or partition in, of India into India and Pakistan, and there was like there was East Pakistan and West Pakistan. Uh, East Pakistan is now Bangladesh if I have that correct. But um, but essentially what happens is India was very, very heavily Hindu. And then a lot of the Islamic population kind of got pushed out into East and West Pakistan. Um, now Bangladesh, one of those, I forget which one, because geography is really hard. And I am a product of the American school system, which doesn't really care <laughs> about anything but America. <laughs> Dude, next time I make a mistake in anything, I'll be like, I'm a product of the American education system. Do not blame me. It's, <laughs> it's a structural issue. My yeah, do not blame me. Yeah. If I forget it's my gloves and I stick my fingers into issue, me, that's it's not why. me. <laughs> yeah. Even but, though I've been outside of that education system for sufficient nah, number of years to even learn. Can't hear you. Yeah, <laughs> let's just not even talk about that. I literally have like all the information in the entire fucking world at my fingertips when I have yeah. Google Chrome open. All right? Never heard like, of this let's before. Just not even mention that. <laughs> but um, but actually, like Adam, I don't want to. I don't want to get too much into the historical events or the historical like setting context. Other than that, just because it's so integral to the story and what happens in the story, at least from how I understand it, and I think that will be we'll find a lot more interesting like context and it will just get informed as we read. So, and, and, and I know for a fact that as we read through, I'll have to like do research on different historical events in India because like my, my Indian history is, is crap. You know, like I know nothing about India or Pakistan. So I, that's part of the reason I'm really excited for the book is the historical context. But, um, Sam, do you want to, you want to hit us with, uh, with your little bit? Sure. Yeah. Um, just want to piggyback off of that and also say that it's going to be um, similar to Gab Garmar's uh, books in that um, we don't really know the history of the country and we know that things are going to be like significant that happen and there's going to be some research that needs to be done. Uh, <laughs> my section, yeah, my section was on like the uh, when it was when the book was published and sort of like the initial reception of it. Um and that's kind of, I, I like found the uh, New York Times article about the book from 1981. And it basically, Ooh. yeah, said that it was a lot like uh, Marquez, 100 Years of Solitude. And he says, uh, call it a tropical synchronicity. Oh, nice. <laughs> Which wow. I thought was a nice little blurb there. Um, nice. But yeah, so very similar in that it's very tied heavily to the history of the country that the book take, takes place in. Um, but yeah, I mean, the New York Times article, other than drawing uh, similarities between Gab Garmar's uh, fantasy, magical realism, and uh, Rushdie's, it sort of uh, says that 
similar to what we were saying about the the summary is that the main character born as soon as India gains independence is kind of like a maturation of the country India on as its own country and the character himself and there's sort of like um, the the article says that the author Rushdie really sort of like unifies the two images of India that I guess were sort of uh, ingrained in literature and pop culture of the time of like the sort of glittering historical India of like the Taj Mahal and then the sort of like Mother Teresa or like sort of these uh, sort of like real time like India as a as like a recently independent developing country sort of these sure. two images and he kind of the author of the article says that Rushdie really binds those together which I thought would be an interesting another little tidbit that Professor Max could uh, latch on to later while, oh, yeah, while I'll latch on I'll hold on for dear life <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah so yeah it seems like right from the get go they sort of recognize that this book is one really important for like India and like an author being from there and also writing in the English language, like all the awards that, uh, that, uh, I think Luke, you were talking about, or maybe it was, no, it was Max about like the, the British, the British, like guys who read and write a lot. Oh yeah. The thing I think that's (laughs) unique about this one compared to Gab Garmar is that, uh, this one's written in English originally. So it's not like translated or anything, which definitely is kind of going to be an interesting Another interesting thing is that like he is an Indian guy writing about India, but written originally in English, which is like the language of the colonizers. So for sure, there's that. And then uh, oh yeah, I didn't even say the book came out in 1981. Did I say that? You uh, hinted at it, I believe. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> 1981 <laughs> release date. So it's 40 years ago that it was released, and I saw a news article actually um that was interviewing Rushdie and said he said that 40 years is a long time and basically the book is no longer as related to India as it once was and sort Mm, of like today's India is almost like it said in the in the article like worse in some ways than uh the one that he was writing about (laughs) in the 80s so so uh yeah it's kind of interesting that that's also going to be you know, the book itself has now become uh, part of India's history in now more of the distant past than like sure. almost almost as equally far away as India's independence from when the book was originally published. So, sure, cool, yeah, awesome stuff, so. I'm psyched yeah, I, for like the sort of like the crossovers with Gab Garmar because I think I can only speak for you two since three of us read the book together, but like. I had a very limited amount of knowledge about South America and especially Colombia. I had almost no knowledge about Colombian cultural values and Colombian history and stuff other than America, fruit company, bad, Colombian people, sad. <laughs> like that was my <laughs> whole knowledge was that it was like Good shitty. <laughs> and um, Gabby, Gab Garmore, <laughs> Gabby Garmore, um, he did such a great job of just like blending together the historical sort of context of like hey these events actually happened and you should probably know about them because they're significant not only for Colombian history but also for just like world history Mm -hmm. but he also did such a great job of like weaving in 
Colombian cultural values and not just being like, hey, in Colombia, this is what we believe is important. Like, you know, as you read the book, you're like, oh, family connections are super important. You know, your community connections are super important, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm hoping for a similar sort of like analysis almost of India because in a similar sense, I know absolutely nothing about India except for that there are a lot of people there and that their history has been like rough for sure. And I'm super excited to sort of hear how he makes it sort of like digestible to somebody who knows nothing about it. And to your point, Sam, I'm so fascinated about that angle that it was written in English originally. He kind of like lived and grew up in the UK, even though he's born in India. And I'm so fascinated to see how that affects the way that he writes about it. And I don't know. I think it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, yeah. To read. Yeah. Something that Sam that you brought up that I I I hope he goes into and talks about um, in the book. It's at least something that I find really intellectually interesting outside of the book as well. Um, it's that whole idea that India, you know. When I think of historical India, I think of, like, you know, the Tamil kings and, like, the Mughal Empire and, like, these, like, massive, insane, like, crazy, powerful places. But this is kind of delving into what I see, at least now, as a really vulnerable time in India's history because all these great empires and all this, like, great culture and stuff was kind of, you know it was kind of decimated by colonialism, right? By like the British Mm -hmm. empire and like by the freaking East India company, which is like, you know, so fucked up because they just random history fact that I thought of when we were talking about this, like in a lot of ways, the East India company in, in India is what caused like so much turmoil in China and Japan and like what caused them to open up because what happened is the India company, they, took over a part of uh, Bengal where opium was traditionally grown. And then they started like just fucking shipping opium like crazy into China. And that's what started like the opium mm-hmm. wars and just like all this crazy shit. So it's, it's insane to think about how much, how much different like this India is than any India I've ever really thought about or delved into. So I think that's one of the parts that I'm, I'm really excited about and and I'm really excited about this book and I hope that people will will come along on another of our literary journeys with us. Wow. <laughs> oh, literary journeys. Well, well, in life with me. Well. <laughs> Look, it, it it of all things, right? Just do the book club boys podcast because it feels good to tell people that you read a book, dude. It really does, dude. Nothing better than like, oh, I actually read that information somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, what's that? Well, oh, have actually. you read such and such book? And people are like, oh my fuck, he can read. Let's get out of here. He's literate. Yeah, dude, you can you can have you can have a bookshelf and look smart, but also be like, yeah, I've read some of those. Yeah, <laughs> I've paged through. I've flipped through a couple of those. <laughs> and it wasn't just for school either. I do it for, for my pleasure time. <laughs> Uh, well boys do you have anything else that you want to cover before we assign some homework to the listeners i don't think so very excited i'm excited guys yeah Yeah, i'm more excited now that i know some stuff about it yeah yeah i'm I'm hyped up 
I'm like, me I'm too. actually hyped up. I'm actually super excited yeah. for it. Also, so, oh, real quick, sorry. Let me just fly right into action, which never happens, but I'll just fly right in. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to mention that Luke, um, I mean, sorry, Adam, Sam, and I on our, I guess it didn't ha- this didn't happen simultaneously. This is not a secondary book club, but I had passed along um, the Name of the Wind book to both of them and told them to read it. And uh, there's supposed to be more than just the two books in the series. Wait, Max, that's not true. My sister sent it to me and told me to read it. Okay, well, I'm going to. I understand, but I'm going to take the credit for this. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Um, I have more fun talking about it with you than I do with her, though. Oh, warms my cold little heart. Um, (laughs) She had some terrible takes today. But yeah, I I don't want to spoil it for you, Sam. But the second book. I mean, the one you texted me, I was like, listen, we. I'm upset about this. this I was comment. upset. <laughs> I was shocked. But anyways, um, if you guys are looking for another like pleasure pleasure read, that that book is is really great and uh, probably the easiest book to read maybe ever. As far as just like yeah. every single page is motivating you to read the next page. So like oh yeah, I think Sammy, you read it in like a week and a half. It's no, like I think it's like it was hundred pages. Right? No, it wasn't quite a week and a half. It was yeah, like it was about a month. four days. Sam read the whole <laughs> <laughs> day and a half, seven hundred pages. <laughs> about a month though, it's still pretty no, fast. Yeah, it was like pretty much twenty five days. And yeah, yeah, I just, just fucking like crushed it. Hundred pages. I was like. Give me more, <laughs> which luckily yeah, there is the sequel. But Adam yeah, doesn't. The, I have it here for you, Sam. Yes. And I'm gonna return it and also give nice. you uh, an old Xbox 360 game. <laughs> oh, nice! Oh, wow. you, have you been Huge. playing? Oh, yeah, we got his 360. No, I haven't. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> tragic. dude, I I can't even. I tell just you. want FIFA, and that's the only Xbox game. <laughs> I can't tell you how many hours I've sunk into both those games. I'm a, I'm a degenerate. <laughs> <laughs> well let's 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 do a reading assignment really quick fellas before we hop off and um to be just to reiterate we said this in the bonus episode which by the way if you read fear and loathing in las vegas and you haven't listened to the bonus episode and watched fear and loathing in las vegas what what are you doing treat yourself go uh, go do it treat yourself (laughs) but but the the book that we got if you want to order the same book as us so that your page numbers are all the same and everything it's it's for the most part it's white with like red banner at the top and the bottom and there's like a red snake on it that's probably the best way i can describe it yeah um, it says 25th anniversary edition mine's it was the, the 40th cheapest anniversary are you kidding me edition Uh-oh. Uh-oh, oh my dude. god drama oh, on oh, the pod man. and mine Great, has a introduction by the author oh no <laughs> don't read that part <laughs> don't read that part <laughs> you're not allowed <laughs> Wait, mine's well, anyway, too. I, I, I'm sure it will be fine because like the introduction, it looks like you know whatever. Who who reads more than you have to read, right? That's all I'm saying. So for this book, it's it's a thicker one. I'll say that right <laughs> off the bat. It's, it's much more substantial than Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, which in some ways is really awesome, and in some ways might deter you. Please don't be deterred. Please give it a shot. Um, we're gonna read. We're gonna try and read the first three chapters this week okay and yes you heard it right this week last time we did a full two weeks between our initial episode introducing the book and the first reading episode but we're all antsy to get back reading so we're just going to (laughs) start and the beautiful thing about this podcast is if you fall behind or you need to take more time you know it's not going anywhere so you can just take your time read it as you please for the first episode 
we will be talking about the first three chapters, which brings me to page 53, if that's the same for you guys. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, as Max likes to say, stop when you see the chapter that's called Under the Carpet. <laughs> yeah, man, I was just seeing there were no chapter numbers, and I was like, oh, this is going to be fucked, but I think we'll be okay. <laughs> I, think, I think we'll be just fine. Um, and yeah, and, and as always, you know, we really encourage you to order the book off of bookshop.org instead of Amazon because fuck Jeff Bezos and uh, support or local, books or, or, or yeah, or another website of your choosing that supports local bookstores or your local bookstore. You know, you, a lot of you are probably vaccinated at this point, so you can actually yeah. like, go live your life a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but, fuck. but fellas, you got anything else to say? Cause I'm kind of ready. I might just like just dive into this thing tonight. Yeah, me too. I'm definitely. Yeah, well, I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, nah, nah. Well, Adam, Adam's got to revel in the fact that the Knicks might actually make the playoffs. Yeah, honestly, bro. We're Soak it in right now. Soak mm-hmm. it in. Well, thank you everybody for listening. We hope you again join us on this literary adventure and uh, peace out. Yep, 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 yep. Enjoy your time. Thanks.